We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, Raptors Nation. Sean Davis here for the Raptors Nation, your home for everything Raptors. Welcome back into the Raptors Nation podcast. If you are listening to this on podcasting platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is you do listen to your podcast, please do hit that five-star rating and review. If you are listening on the Raptors Nation YouTube channel, please do leave a like and subscribe and hit the post notification bell as well so you can stay up to date with all of our Raptors coverage this season. Joining me uh, back on the pod, last episode was a solo show, but joining me back is... Luke Rosano, Luca, my man, how's it doing? Long time no chat. Yeah, it's been a while, man. Super excited. NBA basketball returns very soon. The Raptors preseason begins this Sunday, and uh, I'm excited to be contributing to this podcast for this season. We're going to have a couple of shows that we're going to be doing together per week. You're also going to be releasing your other videos that you've been doing. I've been checking all your stuff while I've been gone, Sean, and uh, keep up the good work, man. But yeah, it's good to be back. It's good to talk basketball. And uh, after a bit of a quiet last couple of weeks of the uh, NBA offseason, it's nice that we have stuff to talk about now. NBA Media Day was the other day. Like I said, the preseason starts soon. So there's going to be a lot on the go. Absolutely. And uh, speaking of NBA Media Day, let's talk about it. Um, this was, I feel like, a different media day where I feel like there was a lot more of uh, some questionable statements by a few different teams, a lot more drama around some teams' media days. Uh, the Celtics, the Nets, the Lakers. I feel like I'm missing a fourth, the Suns. You know, there's a lot of uh, drama around media day. But let's talk about the Raptors media day. Nick Nurse has some really interesting comments. Pascal, a couple of interesting statements, and then Scotty Barnes as well. Luca, what are some of your takeaways from uh, the Raptors media day? Yeah, Raptors Media Day and NBA Media Day in general, it just feels like the first day of school. I can only imagine like for the people who actually went to the Media Day events and uh, participating, seeing the players, just seeing everybody uh, once again, that must have been great. And uh, yeah, it was good to see some content uh, on the timeline. And like you said, Sean, there's a lot going on in the NBA right now. Like you could do a show on every team's NBA Media Day because there's so much stuff that was going on. But for the Raptors, a couple of takeaways for me. One lighthearted one, I thought this was very funny, and this just speaks volumes to the type of character that OG is, is uh, when OG was asked what he did in this offseason, and this was OG Ananobi on the non-basketball highlight of his offseason, and I quote, I don't know, I guess reading a book, maybe going on a walk, I went on some good walks, saw some sunsets, close quote. Josh Lewenberg tweeted that out on his Twitter. I thought that was hilarious. OG, I mean, this is a guy that uh, is always – 
someone who uh, is going to say stuff that is going to catch people's attentions for uh, for a lot of uh, funny reasons. So uh, yeah, I hope OG has a good season. I really, you know, he he looks to uh, have put on some uh, some size, or he looks a little bit more cut in my opinion. So I think OG is uh, you know going to be ready to go. And uh, the other takeaway was Pascal Siakam saying that he wants to be a top five player in this league, and I think that's a good mindset to have. You talk about Pascal Siakam coming off of an all NBA season, his confidence is building. And that's something who you want the best player on your team right now to say that he wants to be a top five player. He's striving to be better. And uh, he's coming off of arguably one of his best seasons yet. So uh, let's see if Pascal Siakam could return to all-star form this season and could take that next step and, uh, and, and make true to his words. Maybe not this season, but Maybe he does have that in his uh, ceiling where he could reach for the stars. But I did like that he said that. It says that he has been working on his game and he believes in himself, which is very important. Yeah, and I mean, that that self-belief, like you've mentioned, is always important. Um, I'm going to go about a couple of different players that you didn't mention. Uh, I, first off, Fred VanVleet, again, per you know this quote from Jess Lundberg, he also said again in Media Day, uh, Fred VanVleet won't address his contract, negoti- uh, contract extension negotiations. Obviously, there was a report, I believe, from Michael Scotto, I want to say, back during the offseason that the Raptors and Fred VanVleet had begun contract talk negotiations, I believe. Uh, if I'm misquoting that or uh, misaggregating that, please do call me out on it. But uh, Freddie said, I, I, I'll just say that I love being a Raptor. There's nothing I could ever complain about being on this team. You guys will know when it's time to know, but I'm happy with where I am. I think it's a mutual love. So. Um, I guess that's the most that that's the best thing you could hear from Fred VanVleet besides him saying I'm extended right without the official news being out there. And Luca, we've had these kind of conversations off screen. The Raptors have to make a decision with their you know cap management, their luxury tax spending because they're they've been trendy that line. They've been able to stay under the luxury tax for a little while now, uh, quite a few seasons, but. Um, there is a scenario where they might have to make that tough decision of, hey, we are tech, we are a quote unquote, I don't want to say they're a small market, but they're not a large market either. Uh, where you have to make that tough decision of, hey, do you want to spend over the luxury tax? Because Gary Trent Jr., he, he could very easily opt out and try to ask for a bigger contract. Uh, Fred Van Bleet, uh, the contract uh, extensions with him, Scotty's going to ask for an extension soon. So there's going to be some tough decisions to make. Um, Speaking of Scotty, Scotty always he, he talked about how he wants to be an all defensive team player. I think in an all star this year as well. I believe that was the quote. Um, love it. I think Scotty definitely uh, has the potential there for sure. He says, uh, yeah, he's he mentioned making an all NBA defensive team and being an all star. I mean, that goes to show like the defensive clips he saw all summer, although don't put too much stock in a summer highlight reels. And then this one was really more bigger to me. And this is something I've talked about in the past. Uh, with the Raptors half-court offense. And I did a video, the last podcast actually was talking about, you know, some of the Raptors' strengths and weaknesses, who's the best defender, we, uh, worst, uh, the biggest weakness for this team. I said the half-court offense. And uh, Nick Nurse, when talking about this team, he says that he isn't sure that this team is currently constructed will get back to his preferred shot spectrum. They got away from last season, but he has emphasized that they want to get to the to the rim and get to the free throw line more this year. Um, Luke, I just think with these type of guys, I think that's going to be huge with getting to the line, be able to attack the rim and put more pressure on the rim with the current guys on roster. Yeah, no, I agree. That's definitely going to be one of the biggest things that the Raptors have to do more of. And uh, 
I, I want to touch on something here. You look at the Raptors. I mean, this is a team that obviously they didn't make that big splash this offseason, but they're going to be banking on a lot of these internal guys to make that leap, to take that next step. And I think that's going to determine how successful they are this season. Last year, the Raptors were flying under the radar. Nobody really expected them to do much of anything. They exceeded expectations. Well, this season, people know who the Raptors are. People know that the Raptors are going to come ready to play. They know they're a very talented team with a lot of good young talent. So this is a team that I look at guys like Scotty Barnes, Gary Trent Jr. We talked about Precious Achua to take that step. Can OG get a little bit better? And can those all-stars and Fred Van Vliet and Siakam step up to the plate as well? So I think it's going to be a very exciting season. And uh, what I love about this team, Sean, is you could tell they all get along. The continuity is there. The chemistry is there. And I think it's going to be a really fun season for the Toronto Raptors. So uh, it was good to kick it off with NBA Media Day, but we're soon going to see this team in action this Sunday in Edmonton for the preseason for their first game against uh, the Jazz. Yeah, and I guess it's a perfect segue, Luca, into that preseason game in Edmonton against the Jazz. Preseason basketball for the Raptors does kick off Sunday, like Luca mentioned. First of five preseason games. They play October 2nd. They play October 5th against Boston in Boston, I believe. Then they play October 7th at Houston. They play October 9th against the Bulls. And then they wrap up October 14th. That's a whole four-day stretch uh, with, with no games. And then they end it off again October 14th against the Boston Celtics. And then the Raptors' regular season schedule kicks off on October 19th at home against the Cleveland Cavaliers. That's going to be a lot of fun. Um, Luca, what are we looking forward to for this Raptors? What are some of your expectations for the Raptors heading into the preseason? I mean, nothing crazy or over the top. It'll be great to see these guys back in action and uh, just gradually get into the rhythm of things, getting back, you know, seeing obviously the regular starters, seeing some of the new additions get some playing time. We saw Hernan Gomez uh, do what he did with Spain. So uh, it'll be nice to see him uh, out there. You know, you're going to have uh, Chris Boucher, Thad Young, got two guys who uh, are returning. Uh, and then, yeah, just some, you know, new additions to this team. Is Josh Jackson going to get some time? Um, and you could take a look at Malachi Flynn, Delano Banton, you know, they're going to get a lot of minutes as well to really prove themselves. I think Nick Nurse also spoke in large about Malachi Flynn, how this is going to be a big season for him, and he's feeling pretty confident with his game. Um, so, yeah, I mean, nothing in particular, Sean. I think this is going to be uh, a good stretch where the Raptors can get back to the group of things, you know, get that, uh, get their feet wet and, and get ready. And I, I want to see them take this preseason uh, – I mean, a little bit seriously in the sense where we talked about the start of their regular season going to be a gauntlet. So the Raptors better be ready for that. And what a perfect way to get ready for that by having a, a meaningful preseason. So it's going to be good to see the boys back out there on the court. I agree. And uh, I think a lot of times with preseason ball, you're really just looking for um, the, the them just playing the right way and like playing within – uh, the system that you know, Coach Nurse wants them to run, and uh, getting. I think. I think it's. I think the the shot quality does matter. So I'm just playing hard and trying to get their their basketball conditioning and game conditioning more. So not basketball conditioning, but getting their game conditioning back on track. And um, you know, it, it's it's gonna be a work in progress for sure. But I am definitely. I'm just excited for for NBA basketball to be back in general. I see the the, the Warriors have the first game. Uh, I believe it's the 30th. So at the time of recording, what Friday? But, yeah. you know, I'm, 
you look at the time in that game, like, yeah, you know what? I think I'll just watch the highlights. Um, but yeah, man, I Raptors basketball's back on Sunday. It's gonna be a ton of fun. And um, yeah, man, I'm looking forward to it. And NBA regular season basketball is back in what 20 days now? It's not that long. Yeah. Yeah. It's coming it's up, crazy. man. I, 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 and we're going to see, I also forgot to mention Otto Porter Jr. He was uh, a big addition this offseason. So, right. yeah, no, it's going to be good to see some new faces out there and also some familiar faces, like you said, getting their conditioning right and uh, getting back into the groove of things. Yeah, absolutely. It's 21 days before the Raptors. Man, 21 days the Raptors' first game. Uh, I think that's right. I think I know math. Um, and um, yeah, can't wait. Cannot wait for basketball to kick off. Uh, to close things off, man, Josh Lewenberg in an article, a TSN reporter, kind of just threw in a nice little tidbit. And I believe Luca, you said you had the quote on this, but uh, yeah, I, I love, I love when uh, reporters they they have an article about something completely off base that's nothing to do with what they're talking about in the article, and then they just throw in. A nice little tidbit, like the Raptors keeping an eye on Shea Gojus Alexander. Luca, what did Josh Lewenberg say? That's exactly what this was. It was a little tidbit, a part of a bigger article that was not about this. And I got Twitter stirred up over the last couple of hours, or last 48, uh, 24 hours, I want to say, where these, uh, these news outlets have picked it up. But yeah, essentially the quote that everybody's talking about is what Josh Lewenberg said in his piece. And I quote, this is what he had to say one of the situations they're closely monitoring talking about the Raptors according to a league source is in Oklahoma City where Toronto born star Shea Gilgis Alexander may eventually tire of leading a rebuild Thunder have gone 46 and 108 over the past two years and don't seem close to turning the corner especially after losing second overall pick Chad Holmgren to an off-season foot injury close quote so that got people talking I know there was like a little bit of speculation before this about if Shea could potentially be a Raptor. He's from here. And now this has resurfaced again. So a lot of interesting stuff. But just for reference, Sam Presti did say that uh, Shea is committed to OKC. So before I give you my reaction to this, Sean, take it away. Initial reaction. And are you buying this? Or is this just to get the clicks and people like us to react to it? <laughs> I don't buy it from people that I've talked to, from people that I, I've had conversations with that cover the Thunder. They definitely don't buy Shea wanting out. Um, theoretically, like you said, Luca, it makes sense from a player and destination standpoint. It makes a bunch of sense for the reasons you just mentioned. But when you start talking about the logistics, like you mentioned, from again, this people, the guys that I've talked to that cover the Thunder, like, yeah, no, what you know, Sam Presley's saying is legit. He wants to be in Oklahoma City. He know he understands it's going to be a process. Now, again, could it be in a situation where he he doesn't full that uh, fulfill that full five year contract? Sure, but I think we're too early in that process to say, oh yeah, he's he's going to be a Raptor at some point. And then also, like at this current stage, if let's say the trade deadline comes around and shockingly Shea Gilgis Alexander's on the market, the Raptors got to part ways with one of. Fred VanVleet, Gary Trent Jr., OG Nanobi. And that's just like as the base of your package. That is what you're yeah. selling the, the the Thunder on. That's just for salary purposes. Like you're going to have to throw one of those guys in plus the draft picks. I don't buy it. But again, like from 
player destination makes a ton of sense. Yeah, that's really well said. And uh, I mean, just thinking of a future of Scotty Barnes with Shea would be music to a lot of Toronto Raptors fans years. But like Presty said, he expects Shea to be committed to OKC. And I understand where Lewenberg is coming from when he mentions the point, okay, I can see a situation, and I'm paraphr- paraphrasing here, that he grows tired of losing, he wants out. Right. Of course, that's like any star player in today's NBA, right? They're on a team that sucks for so long, they want out. So understand that component. But like you said, Sean, it's way too early into this OKC rebuild for a player of his status and caliber to be frustrated, in my opinion, especially when Chet is going to miss all of this season. Right. You're going to have another top pick next year. You're going to have another top pick the year after that. you got some good pieces already around you. So as of right now, I don't see this being a story whatsoever. But a couple of years from now, two years, maybe this – has some legs. Yeah. And like you said, maybe it's a matter of Shea not fulfilling his entire contract in OKC and OKC not getting better. The process, the rebuild, not going to plan. And then all of a sudden they got to figure out a a different uh, route. And the Raptors could be one of those players that comes in and says, Hey, we're interested in Shea. Let's get it done. So I don't expect anything happening anytime soon, but uh, it's definitely uh, something to keep in mind and uh, makes for some fun speculation. So uh, I guess we'll all see how the Shea Gilgis and Thunder situation goes down this season and how bad or good they are, but I don't expect them to be good. I think we can both agree they're probably going to be back in the bottom of the NBA, and they're once again going to have a top pick as they're probably going to be tanking for uh, Wabinyama. So. I, to go on, you, brought, you had a great point there, Luca, that I wanted to add on to about uh, the Chet injury. I think it would be different if Chet was healthy, because I think then you get to see how the fit looks on the court. And then I think the expectations would start next season or maybe not like playoff wise, but I think at least next season, you're at least saying, okay, Oklahoma city, you have to make the plan. Right. And then now there's some form of expectations, but now Chet's out for the year. You're hurt talking about Shea, obviously you're hurt. There's no expectations for this season. There won't be any next season either. So even if you surprise next season, it's like, Oh, okay, cool. But then, at bare minimum, expectations for this Thunder team won't happen for three more seasons. So, where I think you could shave off a year or two if Chet was healthy. Um, so, yeah, I, I think, like you said there, Luke, I think we're at least two to three seasons away from Shea being, screw this, I'm tired of losing, I'm going to go play for my home country, and I'm going to go uh, – Gonna go play with Scotty Barnes, uh, basically, and then you know maybe Oklahoma City is ready to try to get win now pieces back. Hopefully they're done tanking or losing at that point. And then if you re-signed Gary Trent Jr. for an example, who would be on a bigger contract presumably if you brought him back. And I, I think money wise as well, it makes a little bit more sense for the Raptors if you wait to do this deal in a couple of years. So. Uh, that, that, that's another added on piece. I mean, he's 24 years old. Let's just say the next two to three years go by and OKC still in the gutter. As a player of his status, I mean, we can agree that he will one day be an all-star. He's a star player now. He's close to being an all-star. You could grow frustrated with your losing situation. And yeah, you could look at a situation like Toronto. You see Scotty Barnes uh, becoming this player. You want to go play with him. You want to go back home. So it, it definitely is a possibility And because the Thunder have so many future picks, 
the players that they have now aren't even guaranteed to be a part of this rebuild because the Thunder could just go out and get like a new crop of good young players. They got Chet right. obviously injured waiting in the wing. You could get Wabanyama next season if you're bad enough. And they're going to keep having all of these good picks for as long as they're bad. So yeah, I think it's not far-fetched. I think uh, looking at OKC, all options are open, I think, for them as uh, this is a team that uh, they still have ways to go until they're once again a relevant team in the NBA. Yeah, and uh, it, it feels weird covering a potential trade prospect in hypotheticals for the Raptors. That's a new one. Um, you know, did have to do that too, too much. Although we have the KD stuff and one week of OG and Anobi trade rumors. But, you know, it feels weird to be able to talk a hypothetical trade about the Raptors. But I'm glad to get to do it with you, Luca. And uh, Raptors Nation, comment down below. Is Shea Goodson Alexander a realistic target for the Raptors? And if so, is it this season? Are we a little bit more down the line in the next two to three seasons at minimum? Comment down below. And as always, subscribe right here to the Raptors Nation YouTube channel. Ring that post notification bell as well. Sean Davis and Luca Rosano here. Stay safe. We'll see you guys next time. Peace out. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com